What is up, friends? My name is Kiana, and you are listening to The Body. Today's episode, I dive in. I really got up on a little bit of a pedestal, on a little bit of a soapbox, and just kind of preached today. And I mean that literally, and I mean that figuratively. We got into talking about the body and faith. And when I say we, like, I'm the only one speaking here, but I did pray before this asking God to just kind of like flow with it, lead the conversation here so that you guys could benefit the most from it. And I'm feeling good about it. I am so pumped for you to hear about how faith impacted my physical fitness, my health journey, my emotional wellness journey, and I hope that there is a word for you in it. Sit tight, enjoy this episode, and have a great rest of your day. I have to start by telling you that to prepare for this episode, I spent time doing physical activities outside in the sunshine. It's probably, it felt like 40 degrees, like 36 to 40 degrees. And I was like, I need to go outside and get some sunshine and get some movement in. And I was just rearranging some um, like patio furniture we have out in the yard by this fire pit we're putting together. And I was like, this is amazing. Fresh air is going to really help me better describe to you guys what it is that we're talking about in today's podcast. And I was like, the sunshine is going to make me better prepared for it. And then just the active movement out there is going to wake my body up, get the oxygen flowing, get the blood flowing. And then when I came inside, I was like, all right, what do I do next? Before I record this episode, I need to have an entire glass of water. So I threw that back, even though my stomach was like, no, do not drink anymore. I was like, no, finish the glass of water because it is good for you. And then I went further and I had myself a snack of pineapples and crackers and I tried onion dip for the first time and for those of you who are still getting to know me um I have had through my life this weird thing with textures and food so I don't like like yogurt with fruit in the bottom of it it's all mushy and gross so like I have started experimenting with that and so I was like okay I'm gonna try onion dip And so not only in this healthy snack that I'm having, I'm also trying something and getting out of my comfort zone. So I was like, I'm really going to stretch my boundaries and stretch my mind and my feed my body something healthy with this pineapple and my water and really take a good example of what it is that we're talking about in this podcast. Um, And so those are the steps that I just took. I have my water next to me. And that is all because we are talking today about faith and the body or spirituality and the body and how your spirituality and your body are connected, that mind-body connection, and they go so hand-in-hand with each other. And so I think it would be most appropriate to start off with my own experience of this and how... I would go to the gym. I'll just jump right into it. I would go to the gym when I was in high school, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Like, you're an awkward T 
teenager, I would sit like on a piece of equipment that I was comfortable with and watch people use the stuff around me to get an idea of like how to use it. Because when you are young and you walk into this, you know, the iron jungle for the first time, that's exactly what it feels like. It is like looking into an abyss of metal moving parts, cables, and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know uh, where to begin. And this is actually very humbling right now because I am a personal trainer and so it is scary. I'm I'm imagining it now from my like client's point of view um anyways I was disconnected from my body I didn't know how to use it I didn't know how you know I was just going in and doing the thing and the thing is I wasn't really finding results I was disconnected and what stinks at the time was that I became a personal trainer around like slightly after this time and My clients did well and I could really grasp what it was that they needed, but I was so limited to having learned how to be a personal trainer in a chain gym. So it's only about the body up until this point and they weren't really connecting the lines between the mind-body connection. It was focused solely on the body, half-hour session, kick their butt, but then when they don't see progress, it was because we weren't really addressing the whole situation from a holistic point of view and I have found that that is not something that is very common in your run-of-the-mill chain gym but I will say that in recent years it's getting better they're incorporating more yoga and more mindfulness into their classes so I'll give them that I'll give them that so disconnected from my body when I became a personal trainer And then, unfortunately, and fortunately, uh, heartbreak is what turned that around for me. So, I had been broken up with, and I was devastated, and what, um, I kind of do the opposite of what is generally experienced when someone goes through a heartbreak or some kind of a traumatic, like, emotional experience in their life. When that happens... I stopped drinking all alcohol. I and I I stopped smoking, so I smoke weed, you know. But when I am going through something incredibly difficult in my life just because of family history and my understanding of how detrimental the effect of alcohol can be in a family, I will stay away from it so I become completely sober so I'd been broken up with and I was like no Kiana you need to feel this you do not get to numb it out you do not get to drink it away the only way that you are going to get through this and be okay is if you are sober through it and you feel every inch of it every crevice every you know facet of this and experience it as a human that's how you have to do do this and get through this and so as a result of this my head was clear clearer it's clear it's very very clear now but it, up until this point I had not experienced something like this and so with not drinking and not smoking weed my mind and my vision became much more cohesive and clear and I was able to connect 
my mind to my body finally. I was making decisions for my health that were good. Not that I was ever unhealthy to begin with, but I was becoming... My mind and my body were finally connecting at the same point, if that makes sense. And hopefully, if it doesn't make sense now, it will just by the end of this episode. But as we all know, the effects of alcohol last longer than just the next day with your hangover. Sometimes now, as we get older, like hangovers last longer than one day. And if you can believe that, then hopefully it's not too hard to understand that you are still dealing with the effects of alcohol a week after you have a drink or multiple drinks because the effects, even though you don't have a pounding headache, your body's still processing. It's still so much energy. And if your body is wasting energy on processing things that shouldn't be in it very regularly, it's going to take away energy that would otherwise be put towards mental tasks and just coming up with ideas and your creativity and just your energy overall and so so all that to say that I had become much more clear-headed as a result of a heartbreak and I was listening to my body and I was listening to my mind and to my heart because they're all on the same playing field here and it was translating into hard work in the gym. And so I started developing a much stronger mind-body connection. And I remember it very distinctly one day when I was doing pull-ups. And I wasn't able to do very many of them. But I was pushing myself through the last few reps. And I... I was learning about posture. I was learning how to grip the bar and it like came from within me. I like had one more that I could get out and I like felt the bar within my hands, squeezed super hard, like closed my eyes and connected my breath to my body and breathed in so deep and then just pulled like everything all right in one line. I know I'm like imagining it right now and it's not coming out in a way that you might understand not because you can't understand it but because I like can't describe it everything in the backs on a side of my body woke up and I did it so fluidly I could barely get up the rep before I was fatigued I was struggling and then I just tuned into my body and I was like use your breath like you can actually do this and I did I got up And that one pull-up taught me that I can get through every other exercise with the same mentality is it just comes from within you. It's a strength that's beyond you. Having discipline taught me how to control my mind. And that taught me how to control my body. And now they work together. And through this whole experience, through this whole heartbreak, I was like, God, what is the deal? And now I'll give a little background because I grew up in the church and I did logos, which is such a fond memory. So I was more than a a Christer, which is a Christmas Easter church attendee. Um, And I was more than just a Sunday goer. I also did like youth 
group and just I was involved in the church but as a kid I think it's hard to understand who God really is like they can describe to you who he is all you want but until you get out in the world and really start experiencing who God is and like who you are in the world and start you start having those questions about yourself um it's kind of hard to know who God is and so in my teen years and through my very early adulthood which I'm like still in right now um (laughs) but very very early adulthood I started wondering about God and why if I was so I was kind to people I wasn't out scheming I wasn't out partying and like you know doing you know not nice things um I was kind to people and I was good and loyal in my relationship. If I was these things, why is my heart broken right now? And what did I do to deserve this? And that's when I realized that I did not do anything to deserve it. And it actually had nothing to do with me. And it was when I realized that, that I started having a more openness for God because I was like okay well then I'm just gonna start and it started with me not even talking to God I was like meditating and speaking out into the universe and when the universe answered which speaking out into the universe is essentially a prayer even though you're not speaking like When I pray now, I know I'm talking to the creator of the universe, but I digress. I was speaking out into the universe, and when that was answered, I realized that it was listening, and it was conscious. And so, essentially, if I can speak out into something that humongous and it answers me, then that's just God. And I say just God. It's not like that is God. That's just what God is. Oh my goodness. Um, and so that's when I started really to wonder about God, believe that there's something more, and it helped me in my fitness and health journey because I was able to start connecting my mind with my body more, and I was able to start tuning in and listening to my body, and I... I discovered this piece of gym equipment called a BOSU ball, which is like, imagine half of a yoga ball on it's half of it is flat and the other half is an inflated like pillow and you can balance and on this flat side, it's hard plastic. And so I started balancing and like strengthening my feet and my ankles because I had rolled one of them playing lacrosse uh, in high school and I'd never recovered it fully and I would do this and I would listen to like really cool music and I would just try and balance my body on this unstable surface and wow just how it connected my mind my body and my soul because I would have to like stand there and be like okay this is an unstable ground right now and I'm going to strengthen my body so that I can withstand this uncertainty and 
you can't help but think in my mind at this point while I'm learning about spirituality, I'm like, wow, like what a metaphor for life is going to be difficult and you need to build a solid foundation in your heart and in your mind and in your soul so that you can withstand your spiritual battles and your mental battles and your emotional battles because those are just as real as physical ones sometimes they're even worse because they go on within you and you you can feel alone in that so I was learning through exercising my mind and exercising my body how much strength there is to draw on from God because there was no way I was getting through this heartache on my own and I have to credit that to saying absolutely not to alcohol and weed because if I had done that I would have never dealt with my issue I would have never dealt with the pain of it and the trauma and I would be a different person right now but instead I'm just a stronger version of myself I've uncovered and I did not allow barriers to go up And because of that, I actually broke barriers down and became the most authentic version of myself who I display to everyone. And it doesn't change depending on who you are. And I am so serious when I say that this came from the gym. And this came from learning how to use my body and learning how to use my mind and my soul and my relationship with God to essentially just create this wonderful life around me. And it's not that my surroundings have changed, it's that I've changed so deeply and my perspective perspective has changed. And that's what changed the world around me. So that's my story, that's my background. This is why I'm able to be so passionate about it is because I've experienced it myself firsthand. And then I do want to just answer questions that pop up immediately because I had them myself and talk about like how are spirituality spirituality in your body connected and everyone here especially in America seems to think that our mind is separate from our body but that's untrue they are separate entities but we're both in here like your body supplements your mind and your mind supplements your body and it's just this beautiful cohesion the way God designed it and when you truly take the time to care for your mind you discover the true nature of your spirit and I think we live in such a cynical world and you might even associate yourself with being a cynical person But it's just because you are not looking at yourself and life around you with the lens of love on. And I think that that's where the spirituality comes into play. Because God, at his very root, is love. He is love. He is perfect love. And it is really... It's an amazing like marriage between being able to love yourself physically in the body and then be able to love others around you and look around life. And I am like totally trailing off and butchering this, but I'm just I'm in awe of this perfect balance that he created. And 
(laughs) and just how amazing it is. And I think it's, it's important to ask yourself these questions because we come from a background of science and we're like, this is the body and this is why it works this way. But any scientist will tell you that nothing is ever 100%. I think that that is so important to stress. Even in science, these people who we trust with this crazy, crazy knowledge, because I'm not out here with a laboratory, I'm just trusting that they are doing it right. And, you know, in science, we say that nothing is ever 100%. And I think that that 99% that we are trusting as science is amazing. But that 1% that we can't explain, that's God. The things that science just cannot, there's not enough equipment, not enough brilliant minds to figure out how some things are possible. And that is God. And that's how he did it. Science is the explanation of how God did it. And when it comes to the body, it is a beautiful, fluid piece of machinery like no you are not a robot for god and he he gave you free will but the way he built your body is so perfect and the mechanics of it how your mind and your body are melded oh i could go on it really gets me so excited but (laughs) i digress um (laughs) it he created it also and this is so important and you may have experienced this in your own life like how are emotions in your body connected and off the bat we're going to talk about stress and I think this is common knowledge everyone has felt stress in their muscles before like oh I'm stressed at work and your shoulders are up to your ears that's stress in your body and so if stress can show up physically in, in our body, then why can't we feel other things in our body? And the answer is that we actually can. And I'm going to go with using the saying, oh, this is such a pain in the butt. <laughs> so that is because your glutes and your buttocks is where you store anger and rage. So when something is frustrating and annoying to you, you clench your glutes, you clench your hips, and you end up creating stiffness and tightness in in that lower half of your body. So it is true. And I'm referring to like, of course, frustrating things, stress and like anger. But then doesn't that mean you can hold happy emotions in your body as well? And It is possible also to hold like feelings of anxiety and that comes like on the front side of your body and you might feel that in your stomach, you know, the butterflies in your stomach or that sinking feeling before you're about to go talk to your boss or whatever it is, that's anxiety felt there. But then like where is happiness felt? Well, happiness comes from the heart muscle. (laughs) So when you are filled with joy and maybe you're holding your baby for the first time or your niece or your nephew or whatever it is, whatever is filling you with joy, maybe your best friend just like won first place in her race or whatever it is, 
don't you feel that in your heart? Don't you feel that like floating feeling? That is a physical feeling that we feel when we experience happiness. So not only is your body capable of feeling negative emotions, it's also very possible for it to feel positive ones. So now, counter-argument, which I think is so important to do in any type of relationship with God or if you're questioning religion, which I know I've said before because I don't like religion and the concept of that, but if you are battling with, is God real? Is God not real? You need to ask these questions and get as real as possible. Ask every question that you have. And so what would go along with this topic would be, how and why should I care for my body? Like, what does God do for me? What does he give back to us when we care for our bodies? And so what I've discovered is that he does so by healing our body. So when we care for ourself, and notice that I'm not saying when we care for our body, because it's not just our physical body that we need to care for. When we care for ourself, we take into consideration our body, but also we take into consideration our mind and our emotions and our spirit. And so it is the capital S self that we need to take care of. And when we do that, we start to feel those changes in our body, those changes in our mind. Our body starts to cooperate better. Maybe we have less uh like stomach issues or back pain because we've now gone to the gym more we've cared to we've cared for our physical body we've said okay no more joint point no more joint pain for me like what exercises do I need to do when I'm at the gym to heal my body and then when we notice ourselves getting overly angry about something that's really not that important we say hmm what is it that I need to heal in my emotional body, if that helps you picture it better? What do I need to heal in my emotional body that will prevent me from having this kind of reaction to something that's fairly irrelevant, you know? Especially, okay, something like someone cutting you off in traffic or something like that, and you have an outrageous response to that. We need to heal that within us so that when someone does that, we just go, okay, glad we're all safe. Carry on with your day. It doesn't make it okay. That person definitely is in the wrong, but why let them allow that much rage to come from within you? Why no one likes to feel like that? And so God gives us that healing when we unpack those things and then we're able to better control our mind and we're better control better control our body and we form better relationships with the people in our lives because we're truly loving ourselves so wow I know that that is just so much information that I've been dumping onto your lap hopefully it's not too overwhelming um but yeah so I'm going to follow along a little bit longer on this on this path and just talk about how when we care like we put care into our diet, God 
God created it so that when you eat veggies, you're giving your body fiber. And God designed it so that fiber helps us reduce like GI inflammation and discomfort. And so when your abdomen, that abdomen area feels better, you have less anxiety. And it's just this beautiful marriage between our spirit, our emotions, where that anxiety stems from, which is connected to our body and the physical feelings we're feeling. If you're uncomfortable in your abdomen, that creates anxiety. And then the anxiety creates discomfort in the abdomen because now you have butterflies in your stomach and this does physically affect you. And so God said, here, eat some vegetables and you'll be healthy. And the thing is, out this is actually true. In the Bible, there is scripture that says to eat vegetables. And that's what I want to get into next is I even took the step to explain for you guys and found scripture that talks about caring for your body and how health is important. And so I want to jump into those because I think that they are so much fun. Um, We will start with Psalms, and I'm just going to go right in order. I'm reading right from my book here, and I have them sticky noted, so I have some annotations in there for all of you. And this one comes from Psalms 24, 1. It says, the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. And think about that. The earth, everything that we eat, everything that we need can come right from the earth that God created, the fullness. We have our fruits. There's He provided vitamins in these delicious fruits and he provided vitamins and vegetables. They're hearty and we have things like potatoes, which can we all be grateful for those for a minute? Even if God isn't quite in your horse, like in your horizon yet, we can appreciate the potato and the creation of that. (laughs) So we have all of these hearty foods. He gave us animals and all of these things, and they all come right from the earth. And when we don't eat them and we eat over-processed things, we're taking away those vitamins and minerals that are just right there in front of us the way God designed it. And so I think it's beautiful the way he provided all of this right here around us and it's also important that we stop taking it for granted because eventually all of this could run out and then we're gonna be stuck eating who knows what the next verse that I want to read to you comes from Proverbs it is Proverbs ten seventeen, and it says whoever heeds instruction is on the path to life but he who rejects who rejects reproof leads others astray. And I know that that says a lot of words like heeds and reproof and astray, but essentially what it's saying is have discipline. Whoever heeds instruction is on the path to life. So if you can take instruction and obey and have this discipline in your life, you are going to have a much fuller and richer life But he who rejects this information and decides that they're just going to live life doing however however they want and they're going to do drugs and they're going to do this, their life is not going to be full and it's not going to be fulfilling 
And it is so important to have discipline with your mind and your body. And so I think that that one is really cool. The next one that I have also comes from Proverbs. Sorry if you can hear those pages rustling. It says, (laughs) essentially, hard work pays off. Proverbs 12, 11 says, Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. So to describe that a little bit deeper, whoever works his land will have plenty of bread. This does not mean that you are a farmer, okay? This means that you have taken whatever niche that you are in and you're committed to it. When you work hard, and you could have multiple things that you're committed to. So if we're talking about health, we could be talking about just working hard in the gym. We could be talking about working hard on your business. We could be talking about working hard on your healing. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread. And I think that even in today's society, we we joke like, oh, get that bread, like, The Bible's just cracking jokes left and right. But quite literally, you will harvest what you sow and what you work on. And so you will reap those benefits. But he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. He who gets caught up in drama is making stupid decisions for their life. He who who is disloyal to the people in his life. He who uh, is following every single fashion fad and can't afford rent is lacks sense. He who follows worthless pursuit lacks sense. So work hard instead. Don't do things that are going to get you stray, like straying off course. And so if we're talking about health, Don't, you know, binge eat, listen to your body and its needs. There's so many different examples and I have some more for you as well. And this one we'll get into a little bit further. It says from Isaiah 58, 11, the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. (laughs) I want to draw attention to all of the water analogies that are used in the Bible and even just in the sentence. And it doesn't say that God will be like uh, an energy drink to us. No, it says that he will be like water and he will continually satisfy your desire in scorched places, in hot places, in uncomfortable places. And so if God can be with us in those uncomfortable places and he's comparing himself to water, then don't you think water is very important in our lives? Don't you think we should be hydrated? You know what? I'm going to take a sip of water right now. Wow. I do feel so much better. (laughs) But there are so many different water analogies in the Bible. There's the waters being split in the seas 
and the woman at the well when Jesus Jesus describes himself as eternal water we will never thirst again our soul will never thirst again yes we need to give ourselves physical water every day but God comparing himself to water stresses the importance in the physical world of H2O and our health and God in our spiritual health and just wow guys go drink your water and go you know get your God. (laughs) Uh, What an amazing, what an amazing thing to kind of discover about that. What do we have next? These are all so good. Uh, We will go to uh, first Corinthians and both of these are some of my favorite books. Um, This is from first Corinthians 316 this says do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you if anyone destroys God's temple God will destroy him for God's temple is holy and you are that temple so this can sound a little bit scary because it says Things that were uncomfortable hearing, but I really want to break this down and we'll go slow through it. It says at first, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? We are made in God's image, both men and women alike, because if I haven't mentioned it before, my belief on this is that God does not have a set gender at the time that the Bible was written, the the culture would not have been accepting if a woman had said that she was God. So God presents himself as a man, but he also presents himself as a bunch of other things, as a mother hen, as a friend who is closer than a brother. He describes himself as a bridegroom, so he's really filling a whole bunch of niches here but we are made in God's image and (laughs) it's so great um a temple so I actually took the time to also describe a little further what a temple is so when it says that we are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in us a temple is written as a building for religious worship, especially in religions other than Christianity. Excuse me? How amazing is that? We don't even need a physical building for a temple to worship God. Our body is the temple because he dwells within us. We don't need to go into a building to worship God. We can worship God in our own skin by caring for our physical health and just wow like I I really especially it stood out to me that it says a building for religious worship especially in religions other than Christianity in other religions you need to go to a certain place to worship your God but in Christianity if you believe that Jesus is God 
you get to, you don't have to be anywhere. You can do it right here, right now. You can worship God by standing up straight and fixing your posture. You can worship God by drinking more water. And you can worship God from within your own skin because God, a temple is a place where God's spirit resides. And the Bible tells us that God's spirit dwells in us. Our body is the temple. And then wouldn't you want to care for a temple? So the next part of this says, if anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy them. If anyone, I'm going to break this down because that sounds so scary, but if anyone mistreats God's temple, i.e. drinking too much, i.e. eating too much food or too little food, or you're dehydrated, or there's addiction, or self-deprecation, or x y and z if you are mistreating god's temple god's not gonna smite you he's not gonna physically destroy you but he designed us to need to care for our bodies for them to to operate the best and so he's not gonna you know smite you down but your body will fail you your liver and your lungs etc will be destroyed that's just how it's designed. He designed it so that we have to care and love our bodies for them to do well. And when you're drinking too much and you have addiction or you're eating too much or too little or you're not stretching your muscles or you're not strengthening your muscles, your body will be destroyed. And that's not because God's doing that to you intentionally. That's because you're making the decisions not to care for your, for the temple, for your temple, for your body. And your spirit that spirit connected to god is what lives inside of you and so if your if your temple's falling apart then your spirit is going to feel the effects of that cuz essentially you want a strong temple because you wouldn't <laughs> if you went into a building and someone said oh yeah this building has weak walls wouldn't you want to leave it that's why people are disconnected from their body so often is because they don't care for it and their spirit is aching so much because we're not just giving our bodies this basic means of like status quo. Always be hydrated. Always eat your pineapple and <laughs> your crackers. Take care of your body. Feed it. Nourish it because when you don't, you make it weak and then you disconnect your spirit from your body wow, I know. The last part of this says, for God's temple is holy and you are that temple. You get one body. God put it together perfectly. He took time to think about how many eyebrows you're going, how many eyebrows, how many hairs you'll have in your eyebrow and how long your arm is and how dark your hair is and how, how, far apart your eyes are set like he thought about each aspect of this because it plays into your great purpose and that's why it's so like so I mentioned self-deprecation as mistreatment because when you look at yourself and you start critiquing everything that that this artist created like no in the artist's eyes its creation is perfect and so you don't want to be sitting in front of this you're always in the presence of god and so when you look at yourself and you're like ugh, i don't let myself ever like 
or I shouldn't say that because nothing is ever 100%, but I try so hard never to look at a picture of myself and go, ugh, because no, like that's me, like in a moment of my life. And it's important. That's just part of caring for yourself. Oh my goodness. I'm just, I'm pumped about it. Um, what else do I have for you? There is actually one that I want to talk about, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's in the book of Daniel. Yes, it is. Okay, um, maybe I'll let this be my last one. It says in Daniel 1, 8, and then a couple of other verses after that, it says, but Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food. And the king's food being like sugar was very expensive anything that was sweet was not common for you know a majority of the population and so the king's food was like sweets and junk food essentially and it says daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank therefore he asked the chief of the anooks to allow him not to defile himself and God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the Anuks. And the chief of the Anuks said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king who assigned your food and your drink, for why should he see that you were in worse condition than the youths who are of your own age? So, Daniel is saying he does not want the king's food. He doesn't want junk food and he doesn't want to drink because he knows that it is going to defile his body. It goes. He goes on to say to the Anuk, test your servant for 10 days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance and the appearance of the youths who eat the king's food be observed by you. And deal with your servants according to what you see. <laughs> At the end of the ten days, it was seen that they were in better appearance and fatter in flesh than the youths who ate the king's food. The Bible is literally telling us to eat our vegetables here. It says, test your servants for ten days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. He says vegetables and water folks not sweets and alcohol or whatever it is let our appearance and the appearance of the youths who eat junk food be observed and after this time it was observed that the ones who were eating the vegetables and drinking the water it says fatter in flesh but it doesn't literally mean fatter it means built stronger in flesh than those who were eating the king's food, the king's junk food. If that isn't God telling us to eat of the fullness of his earth that he created, then what is? Oh my goodness. Like, our spirituality and our body are not disconnected. And the Bible even has so many examples of where God tells us to care for our bodies, to be strong physically. It does say in there that to be physically fit is good, but to be emotionally and spiritually fit is even better. And the combination of the two of them is when you start reaching your your all-around goals. Like, 
you can reach your physical goal. Say you want to squat 200 pounds. You can reach that goal and still not be happy with who you are. So it is just as equally important for you to exercise the muscles of your emotional and your spiritual body as it is for you to exercise the muscles of your physical body and to strengthen all of it together. And it is much easier to do it with God. And so I will never push God on anyone. This is just my experience with this perfect design between something greater than us and the strength that we can draw on from it and us being faced with physical and emotional trials and tribulations here on earth. And so there you go. Faith and the body, they are so connected and I really hope that through this you've learned something and feel just as pumped up about your health and wellness and your physical fitness and your emotional fitness as I am right now because I'm feeling so inspired after having told every everything there is in my mind right now about this and I couldn't even get to all of it because it's just so much so wow go forth drink some water stretch your muscles uh and do something good for yourself maybe a little meditation I love you guys and I'll see you next time